This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. Welcome into the Miller's Edge here on a Monday. Hope you're doing well. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, hanging out here with you after a very, very solid weekend of sports, especially in the Tuscaloosa area. we got a lot of things to get into on the program today. Get your phones ready to give that phone a call. 205-342-9904. Download that free app, Tide 100.9, and you can ask your questions right there. If you can't call in yet, work, we get it. Boss is watching you, but you can definitely have those uh, earbuds in and uh, get that Tide app and then just type in your question right there. We'll read those live for you on air. Our show sponsored by our good friends. At the Good Feet Store over at Midtown Village, America Art Supports Expert. They're going to take care of you, Douglas, and the gang over there. Good people. Try before you buy. They get you ready for the pain that you're experiencing because those orthotics work so good for knee pain, hip pain, <clears throat> excuse me, back pain, and all that good stuff. So they'll take great care of you. The Good Feet Store. Good people over there. And now I'll tell you about my good friends at R&R Cigars, 2703 6th Street, Reagan and Randy. Good folks out there. And this weather it's phenomenal this week. 70 degrees here in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm sure 70 and above there in Tuscaloosa. Great day to be outside. One of the best porches that I've ever been a part of. They got TVs out there. They got some, some of them recliners, seats for your wraparound porch. You can sit outside and enjoy this beautiful spring-like weather. Or if you need to be in the room, got a meeting, things like that. Man, TVs in there, recliners in every single room that you can go in there and then choose from the best selection of cigars in town in the southeast and an adult beverage as well for you over there at R&R Cigars, 2703 6th Street. Reagan and Randy take care of you. And by the way, you're not in town. I know a lot of you listen to us on the app. Go ahead and uh, go on that website, rnrcigars.com. Order them. Use that code word, the Miller's Edge, discount free shipping for you. They will take great care of you. All right, a lot of stuff to get into today. I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. Well, just to mention, I'm sure every show's been talking about Alabama basketball team. We talked a lot, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit about it last week, about Alabama and Kentucky going on the road to Rupp Arena. Knew that's a tough place to go win, although Kentucky has struggled at home. I think they lost three in a row at one point during the course of the season. Um, 
I was a little unsure about the game. I like Alabama a lot, how they play. They're in first place. Uh, they had a great come from behind win against Florida in overtime at home. I mean, they got good, good depth. But the question about Alabama basketball has been this, and it's their defense. It's their defense. I mean, it's been a struggle all season long. Uh, to watch them play defense and Donato's the head coach been talking about it turn up the heat in practice they banged around a little bit bruising each other battering each other trying to get that mentality right to play better defense and they didn't do that against Kentucky I mean they gave up uh, uh, over 100 points which is unbelievable now they scored 95 points themselves in this ball game but they lost by 22 points and that is just a weird stat, right? I mean, you lose a tough, gritty game in the 60s, low 70s, you get it. I mean, this game, you give up over 100 points. 100 points. I mean, we've been talking about Alabama. Oh, they scored another 100. They scored another 100. We knew Alabama basketball could score points. But, man, that defense against Kentucky, and they caught fire. I mean, they're big. They're long. They're rangy. They got, got great guard play. I mean, they didn't play great defense themselves, but uh, at home, they got it going, lighting up the bucket. So uh, Kentucky gets a win. Alabama on the road against Ole Miss. South Carolina just went down there this past week and got a dub uh, on the road. Uh, So they need to win that game. And then, of course, game day coming to Coleman Coliseum. That should be fun against Tennessee, who I honestly think is the best all-around team in the SEC. But when you're at home, you know, you like Alabama. Of course, we'll get more into that ball game during the course of the week. So we got that to get into. The baseball, softball team both did well uh, over the weekend. We could talk about that. But, uh, you know, I got the whole Cam Newton situation, the brawl oh, at 707. God. I got a lot to say about that. Um, and then, of course, this week is a big week for a lot of Bama guys. Ten guys at the NFL Combine. Uh, we'll get into some of that. Hopefully we'll have some guests on from the, from the team to talk about their experiences there in Indianapolis. We both uh, were part of the NFL Combine, so we can talk about that. What that's like? I got some thoughts. Guys like Jaden Daniels, not, they're not even doing anything anymore. I mean, it's unbelievable. So we can get into some of that. So we got a lot of places we can go here in the next two hours right here on the Millers. And let's head down to Tuscaloosa, Wyatt Christian guys. What's up? Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Doing well, doing well, man. Uh, as soon as you said that Cam Newton thing, I, I, we got to talk about that at some point. And I'm gonna wait till we have a whole segment because that—I I got a lot to say about that. That was my quarterback in Carolina, man. I, I just—I see people laughing at it, and like I get it, like it, it comes off funny, but the the sheer disrespect that that dude gets um, for people to, to to go at him like that at. at I don't know if it was his event that he was putting on. I know his his seven on seven team definitely was involved. But you're talking about a guy that does so much in the community uh, to help and give back. And I mean, I feel like it's every time he has something going on, there's always some somebody coming at him. And, and a lot of the time, it's kids. Most of the time, it's kids. Which I mean, like it's crazy to me because I mean, growing up, you know, I was always raised. You know, you, you respect your elders and. And, you know, I mean, it's just it really respect anybody and everybody, but especially your elders. And hell, I mean, if I got a, if I was a kid and I had an opportunity to, to be around a, a player of that caliber that's had the success that he's had, I mean, I, mean, I would just be so thankful uh, for the opportunity and be trying to take advantage of. But instead, man, the kids nowadays, it's, it's, it's crazy. But what's even crazier is I think it actually was the coaches from another team that he got into it with 
Well, we can dive into more. I got I got a lot more to say on that, but weekend was good, man. I uh, I went and checked out a baseball game. Uh, I went to the one on Sunday. They're playing. Is it Valpo? Uh, I mean, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. Have no idea where they're from or much about them. But uh, our baseball team was looking good, and uh, the TJ McCants guy he transferred from Ole Miss, I believe. He's a stud. Yeah, I think he had two home runs in uh, Sunday's game. Basically, uh, called game with his, his second one. But yeah, everything's good, man. I'm glad this weather's heating up. Getting closer to spring ball. Excited about that. And uh, the other thing I did was, you know, I was up around the complex Friday, and uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, I was working out, but wanted to kind of check out, you know, the squad. You know, they go in there, they do their fourth quarter and all that stuff, part of their winter workouts. And obviously, I'm not gonna get on here and say a whole bunch. That's not my place. But I'm gonna say this, man. There's some there's some talented youth on this football team. Like I said, I can't get into too much. I'm not gonna be naming names. I don't do all that. But I'm just telling you right now, there's some young players on this football team who are gonna be some some really good football players. And I think it could be as early as you know their freshman year, especially given that there's gonna be a lot of opportunities available. Um. I saw some guys really making plays out there, just kind of moving around well and doing all that stuff as they kind of did their, you know, player-led stuff, right? But, um, yeah, man, energy is good with those guys. I'm just, I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. There's a lot, there's a lot of, lot of good, uh, a lot of good juice and some guys, I'm telling you, man, they're going to be some good players. But anyway, that's what I had going this weekend. So, uh, looking forward to the spring and all yeah. that stuff coming up. Yeah, good stuff because, uh, one, one week away from spring practice. So, um, you know, that's going to be very interesting. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Don't know what the practice schedule is going to look like, what it's going to be like, how if the media get any time to go view some of the practice. You know, of course, Nick Saban had the fence around like prison. You know, you can get, <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to open up uh, for the, the media to get in there and see some of the guys. I'm I mean, sure you know, I, I kind of, as I said the other week, I kind of dislike that because you get there. You get play by play from practice. You get play by play from God throwing the football. Oh my God, it looks amazing throwing the football while they're doing warm ups. I mean, you know, I hate that about on X. You don't have to hear about all of that if they're a part of it. Um, listen, it's, I don't know how much you're going to be able to judge this football team by spring. I mean, they're all going to be learning a new system and um, they're not going to have much in. I mean, I think you're going to have your basic stuff in, right? Um, so you're not going to go out there and see a full display of, 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 of what, you know, Kalen DeBoer's offense is going to look like. It's just going to be probably the basic, uh, stuff. Uh, because what you're working on out there is fundamentals. You're working on footwork. You're, work, you're working on hand placement. You're working on route running. You're working on one-on-one -on -one coverage skills and things like that. Uh, you know, as far as the playbook, I don't think you're getting a whole lot of stuff. Um, that's thrown in there for the spring. I mean, you got 15 practices, so you don't have a whole lot, right, to, to, to do. Uh, so I don't know personally how I feel about how much I think the, they're going to get done. I think they'll get into more than you than you think. I mean, and the reason I say that is because nowadays, I mean, they, at least when I was in school here, we used to meet, like when we're doing fourth quarter program, we'd always, you know, have player meetings beforehand. You know, and, and you'd go over install every opportunity you had. So I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Then you got to combine that with the fact this is a, a new coach, new system. They don't really have time to waste. So I, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think they're going to get into more. Now, how much of that will people from the outside kind of just 
watching, you know, parts of practice be able to pick up on? Not many at all. Because any, any, anytime the media was out, there was always an indiv- like individual period, right, where we would be going through our drills, like you said, doing that stuff. Um, and then obviously A-Day, they're not going to put everything on display. But in terms of, you know, their install, I'll be honest with you, I think they're they're really going to try to cover as much. Well, I mean, I think, I think they're going to do, you know, get the install from in meetings, right? They're going to have a lot more meetings. I'm just saying what is displayed outside on the field, people are not going to see much. Well, the, yeah, because the, base, the media is not going to be able to see much. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying at least when I was in school, we, we put everything. Like we, we didn't say, okay, spring, we're only going to go through. 20 percent of the play but we never we we went everything because especially how coach Saban works he wants to get as much I know this ain't coach Saban but I imagine most coaches think like this they want to get as much tape as they can especially given a new staff because think about it that's once spring's over the whole summer that's what they have to go off of they're going to start watching that that's the only tape they have of this team is from the spring of what they did in the spring so uh, in my opinion now I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just saying my opinion I think they're they're really going to try to you know cover as much ground as they can, but to your point though, the media is not going to get to see all that because yeah, I'd imagine. I'll be honest, I do believe there's going to be media availability again. I mean, Coach DeBoer is on social media. Why it's like pumping his fist now? Don't quote me on that. I don't. I don't have any of it. <laughs> I'm just saying from people I've spoken to. Why don't be out there play by play and practice? Look, no, 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 no. Why no. it is going? I'm not going to lie. Why it definitely is going to play by play and practice? But see, that this is the thing though. That's their right though. Like. They're I'm not excited getting my credential revoked. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not. No, it's, we're not saying like that. He, my dad's talking about is like, for instance, like, like when there was the quarterback competition last year. Media weren't even out there. They got. I'm pretty sure the videos that they were posting was from our athletic department, with whoever you know, Josh Max and whoever passed. Yeah, it was it from UA Athletics. Right, and how that was turned into, oh, look at this guy throwing the ball. And what my dad's getting at is like. People were trying, like, it's like they were trying to force it, like, but realistically, like, th- that tape that you guys were seeing, that was like the, the earliest part of practice where guys are literally warming up their shoulders. The guys are just running through routes and they're just, that's not really indicative of the quarterback race or, you know, where, how it's going, right? Because what really matters is when you're doing, you know, you know, 11 on 11 team drills, good on good. How guys are, are are practicing and performing? Then, so I, I totally get what you're saying, but to, to be fair, look, man, I mean that that's what gets fans excited. That's kind of like their their version of access. Just like when we see like they get to see those little Instagram highlights of like fourth quarter, like they like they absolutely love it. The fans love it. So I'm just saying, I mean, just like, let them have their fun and enjoy. I mean, we we know you know that kind of stuff is not indicative of. Why don't don't play by play? Practice. No, listen, li- listen. Like, see why? But see what what I've learned just working with the short time with Wyatt is he going to be on point with his stories and you know he gives you he gives you he does it the right way. But I'm not talking about him. I'm just saying sometimes it's like no, it, it, and people I, try to it also create annoying. interest I, not, too. I like really oh well, you know, that. Dylan Lonigan's man, his throwing motion. I mean, his zip is like phenomenal. I don't know. You know, so you, you, and I know coaches hate that kind of when they start seeing that, like, just from like warming up, right? And it's kind of like, and I get it, man. I, I, I mean, I'm just being funny a little bit, but, but not so much. <laughs> but the, it's kind of like, the problem what, is you're a former player that played nine years at the highest level. I, I, I get it. Like, trust me, I, I think how you think. However, I'm like, that's like, they're like, 
they're not it's hard to explain they, I don't think they mean anything from it. They're just excited. I guess that's the best. No, way. no, no, no. I know that. I'm just, I'm just saying unjust. I get all of that, but it's just like I, I think it's good that you know first year coach maybe changed some things. And I think one of the bad things from Nick Saban was how he, how he de- dealt with the media, right? Local guys didn't get so much. They got the crumbs, right? His national guys got all the love. And people that cover him from day to day got crumbs. And I'm talking about interviews to even Kevin the Boy coming on a tie 100.9. I mean, you know, I'm sure to be here, be on with us at some point. I mean, so those things are love. I wish Saban would have done more of that, but, but I get why he didn't too, you know, because he, he had his feelings about media and how they twist things or, or bring up narratives, but a lot of coaches are that way. Well, hit a quick time out. 19 minutes past the hour. We're here on a Monday. We'll come back. We'll talk more about spring practice. Plus, I got to get into the camp thing. I got a lot to say and what a bad look for the community. I want to tell you what I mean. When we come back, we're here on the Mills Head on the Tide, 100.9, a.m. WTBC. We'll be back in a moment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 74. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 58. Tomorrow, the warmest day so far this year, mostly cloudy with a few isolated showers, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Rolling here on the Miller's Edge on the tide, 100.9, AM WTBC. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Talking a little football there the last segment. We can seem to uh, talk about that. I'm going to throw a question in there for you. I'd love to uh, hear from you, 205-342-9904. Just about, you know, what are you looking most forward to seeing with spring practice? I mean, you know, I know, I don't know how much you're going to see. I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I don't know if the scrimmages will be open to the public. I mean, we, we don't know. What Kevin the board is going to do uh, as far as media fans we kind of got into that something about the media, you know, normally it's 10, 15 minutes of practice. They call it pre-practice uh, where you get out there and guys kind of slowly going through drills, receivers running routes about half speed, you know, that type of thing. So it's nothing really intense, nothing you're going to really see. Just the fact that, you know, guys can shoot video. You know, the good things about that. I can tell you this for being a sport director in Columbia for for uh, several five years to, to be exact. You know, I was sitting my photogs to practice when we used to go out there, and we can have our own footage, right? So when we did shows because we did specialty shows, uh, Gamecock Extra. You know, we did we had people like Clemson. Uh, we go shoot stuff so that when we are. Uh, you know, when our guests come in and we're talking sports doing our 30 minute shows, we can use our own footage and from practice because you couldn't, you know, with the game film, that kind of stuff. So you get, got into all those media rights situations. So, um, the good news where you were able to go out and get your own footage or if I wanted to do a story on, on said player, I have my guy go out and, uh, you know, shoot player warming up, going through drills, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, when I did my piece on him, we had our own footage. Now that, 
has been a problem as of late because the schools, now it's not just Alabama, the schools control their own message. They got their own video guys. They got, they, they know it's sending out practice video and they send it to guys like us, uh, and other, and, you know, you can, or websites or whatever. I'll, I'll take over for a second. So basically what he's describing is how when he was sports director, you know, they, they don't, they, they would use that, that practice footage to kind of have his B roll. Uh, he went in, went in length about that, but that's basically what he was saying. With that being said, uh, even though Alabama was a little more, um, strict with their media availability in recent years after COVID, they still were sending out practice tapes. So you still could use that as B roll same way. So it's really, really, it's not, you know, the, the the biggest difference is people didn't have their own footage that they could tape. Like versus when I was in school, I mean, that's so how I got to know Stephen M. Smith so well because he used to always, you know, stop first thing at our outside linebacker drills and, and you know get the footage there and all that good stuff. So we'll see. From my understanding, I, I feel that um, there's going to be more media availability. We already said, you know, Coach DeBoer has you know done local media interviews. He's done different interviews with outlets. Right? He's a lot more available. Uh, so it seems, and from what I was told that. Uh, these coaches were, are going to be available uh, more than likely as well. So that'll be good. Um, and maybe we'll try to get those guys on our show too. Maybe we'll try to get Kane Womack on the show, kind of talk some ball with him. Because um, I know we're always talking about the defense. I think it'd be really good, a really good conversation to kind of pick his brain on his uh, particular defense, you know, what he likes about it, you know, why he feels, uh, you know, why he chooses uh, to run certain things. So I, I think that'd be good. So I'm going to work on that. I've already kind of been in the works on that. So we'll see when that happens. But uh, sorry, before you kind of got cut out there, you were saying. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong. I got good good signals here. I don't know what's going It's what all happened. good. But anyway, but no, I was just saying, you know, with the, you know, from what I heard, just from coaches and people that, you know, want me to get out there, you know, they, they spin things. They don't, one thing they don't like to see, you know, Nick Saban didn't want you to see who was at practice, who wore a black jersey or a blue jersey. You know what I mean? They don't want like you to know hurt. who's kind of on the injury. Right. So they wanted to hide a lot of things, so they don't want you out there. So Which, well, we, we found um, ways around that. Trust me. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we yeah, but I'm just saying, like for you, and then when you took when I'm in town, you like we get a chance to go to practice or things like that, but we don't have the ability to share with the people we don't ever share like we you know what i mean you don't ever it's just you don't do that because you lose your your right to be at practice which is right right because but we can say things and say them in a way that you know what we're talking about you know right. <laughs> so it's like, i started the show with. That's yeah. what I'm, saying. I'm not gonna go in great detail you know what i'm saying but I'm right saying you know from what i saw the guys moving around a little bit i was in, i was impressed with some of these young players just so. kind of how they move yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll get into some of that. We'll talk more football. I want to know uh, from you again, 205-342-9904. You know, what are you looking forward to seeing from this football team this spring? Or you like me, you kind of say, Hey, you know what? I don't really mean nothing right now. It's spring. It's 15 practices. Uh, I'm just excited to get guys moving around. What, That's what, kind what of where I'm at. Let me ask you, what do we have to do to get you to be a little excited? Like what, what, what would excite you? I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like nothing. in the spring, nothing in the spring. Practice going to excite me for anything. I mean, you just, you just, you just seem so, so down. I mean, like, is there anything that you look forward to that, that. What do you mean? I, I, 
it's spring practice. I mean, you go to spring practice, you do it to get through it. You get, I mean, the working out, the conditions to me more than the football. I mean, because maybe now you, you had you, a different experience training? than me, man. I mean, like a day, I took serious. I treated it like a game. I always took pride. Oh, in, well, in I didn't do plays much. during. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, spring spring, spring games. I very seldom even played much. Yeah, see, and, and I yeah. think that's just a difference. I, I think maybe your perspective's a lot different than mine. Like, I enjoyed going out there and competing during the spring because I knew how much emphasis the coaches put on it, right? I, I knew that Coach Saban and, and the coordinators, whether it was, you know, Kirby or, or Pruitt, like, they, they were trying to see who they – like, the spring was a time that you could go out there and prove as a player – you know what you could provide to this team, and how you—if if, you're going to be reliable or not when it when it came time during the season. So I guess my, my look, I, and maybe you're like old school when you were the guy back at South Carolina. It was different. You and some of the, the vets, y'all might have just stood around, didn't really take it serious. Maybe that's what you're just. You no, know, we practiced during the week. We practiced. I'm just saying, like scrimmages. I mean, because once you, it's just like the pros, right? It's like once you identify yourself as the guy, the incumbent, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to do all that stuff. And that's kind of how Coach Morrison, my coach, and I got South Carolina treated us. So, but you know, see, scrim- you I wasn't going to be in live you, scrimmages. You think Kobe Bryant had that mindset? Yeah. B- bull crap. He came as I think Kobe he Bryant, I, I bet you when it was in practice, no, like not. Alan Iverson said, practice? Man, that's practice, man. What kind of weak? I mean, that's a weak mindset, man. No, it's that's practice weak. is for like other guys. That, like you, you were building, you were growing. <laughs> like you, me. You came oh, in you undersized. You were as player as I was at South Carolina, so you had, you to, had to prove yourself. yourself. Huh? Bro, that's a weak mindset, man. It's <laughs> just the way it was, bro. No, I, it's just but, yeah, was. and I'm saying that's weak. Like, but I, I think one thing you could, uh, to look forward to is again. I mean, this is a whole new coach, a lot of new players. Like, to me, I'm not saying you sit there and put all your eggs in one basket and say, "Oh, we're about to find out like every answer." I mean, know? there's open positions, there's but I'm saying, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like, want to see that. I, I guess it's the way the way you're downplaying it. I, I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, there's a lot of stuff to look at during the spring. I'm not saying that. That means it's going to be a final answer. Things are, you know, always changing, right? I mean, everything's fluid around here, especially position battles. But it at least kind of gives you a glimpse at like, hey, uh, we you know this kid we brought in it kind of shows what position he's going to be working at. It kind of just shows his, you know, I, I think that stuff's kind of fun to watch. Now, I get your point. I'm not an extremist where I'm like, oh, man, I just watched this tape with this guy throwing. This guy's going to be Tom Brady during a practice clip where he's just going through the motion. I'm not doing that. I think I think you just like you're an extremist on the opposite side. We're just like, ah, don't matter. It's spring. Who cares? It's spring practice. You're not gonna you're not gonna win in the games in spring. I went to the timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue to talk as I do. We'll tell you about right, Cam Newton. Man, you need help. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like you're too serious. It's like it's like, come on, no, bro. I think it's the it's opposite. Spring. I think you're too serious. Like, it's like you can't get excited about nothing. Oh, spring don't need oh, nothing to look at. I'm excited about spring practice. Practice. I want to see. If I'm down there, I'll go and watch practice. But I understand that it's more than that. And it's going to take more. And, and I understand bro, this, we this know limitation. That. It's just spring, bro. Like, nobody's saying it's we're going to spring, figure out if bro. we're going to win a championship. It no is one's, absolutely No one said that, bro. They're just like, You'll hey, be sitting here telling me so-and-so going to start at the spring ball. Who said that? I'm just saying people. Then, then let them you. say that. Who are you talking about? You. I've never said that. I've never mm-hmm. gone on. I did not go say, oh, this guy's going to. I have never said that. <clears throat> Let's hit a break. We'll come back. Please. I want to talk about Cam Newton. I'm talking about Cam. Oh, Cam. You better watch Cam. 
I tell you who for real. You gonna jump on him at seven oh seven? You better you better have some some punch in that butane. That's for sure. We better we'll talk about it when we come back. This is Miller's Edge on Tide one hundred point nine. get to download the app tide 100.9 and uh, you can ask questions there which we read them every single day speaking of that we got one right away from my man Wyatt. Wyatt, take it away yeah kj says hate the incident happened with cam but have to question why is cam always involved on this people in these circuits say he incites a lot of the energy even the people involved tweeted out their statement saying cam grabbed him first so his brother jumped in and then he also says, as far as media access, I hope it stays limited. I see enough bad football opinions on my timeline as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't agree with the last part. I don't know about the first part, KJ. I think you uh in no, the weeds with that one. Well, no, he's not in the weeds with no. Cam, Cam does have a mouth because he likes to. But, but it's, of course it's he answer. talks, but, but he is fighting, fighting. Well, did you read the statement that I was put out? All I'm saying is, is it was is banter. I, I wouldn't say he incites it, but like Cam likes to talk. And what KJ is referring to is this statement I just read. I'm not going to read it because it's, it's very lengthy, but it was put out from this TSP group, whoever the hell that is. I well, guess that used to be coaches top. that were with Cam in the right. beginning. But I, yeah. I, I know that now. I'm just saying. Like, never heard of them before this. But top show performance. I just didn't even want to give them attention. They just look like clowns to me. But supposedly, yeah, they, they worked under co- uh, Cam coaching for him and his seven-on-seven teams, and they had, a, you know, a splitting, you know, and all that good stuff. And I guess – there's been some, you know, some tension since they split back in like 2022, and they claim Cam grabbed the dude first and had him in like. A we saw the video. Yeah, but I mean, but but did he like, grab him first? Is that what was happening? I mean, I I thought he might have been holding the guy back. You never know. Whatever it was, Cam but, did the right thing. Cam, no, Cam no, no, trashed them like they were no, dish no, rags. No, yeah, he, he ragdolled the guy. The, the the guy that went on afterwards, I was talking like, oh, I, he punched him three times. Like, dude, you sucker punched him. Like. What I'm saying was the guy initially that he was tied up with. I mean, I don't. The video kind of starts with him tied up. I don't know if he did that initially. He was the aggressor, or the guy kind of was coming at him and he was defending himself by getting tied up. I don't know. But with that being said, I mean, look, there is something with Cam at, at these camps, and there's always, and normally as kids, like there's a lot of videos of kids that are going at him, talking crazy. That's why I was telling you that one time. That basketball player was saying something to Coach Oates, and you're like, oh, why is he doing whatever? I'm like, bro, I don't know if you're around kids nowadays. Like, kids talk crazy, like, especially to adults, like, and they say some, some, some wild stuff. Like, the respect is gone. And I'm just saying, especially for a dude that's a former NFL MVP, like, even like these guys, like, I heard them in the videos, like, trying to clown him, saying the, the quarterback that can't throw. And these clowns, yeah, the coach I mean, they even said that. Yeah, the coach They get it from the coach. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, the fact that people are saying that to a former NFL MVP is wild to me. Like, this is coming from scrubs that are literally living through their their kids. Like, because they didn't have the career that they wanted. They didn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. And they're living through kids at seven-on-seven tournaments. Like, that's crazy to me. I don't know. If I'm Cam, and I, I, look, I'm not saying you stop doing what you're doing because he's doing a lot of good stuff nah, for, for young players. But, but he might need to... Remind himself of the level that he's on. Like he's on, and I, I look. I know God creates all of us equal, 
but I'm sorry, but he's on a higher level than these guys that that are that are washed up college athletes that are living through these kids. And he right. not, he he needs to either he's got to move different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he just he can't be in, in in situations like that. He's got way too much to lose, and I think that's why he handled it like that. It really just showed the the sheer strength and size and stature of this dude. I always used to explain that to people when I played with him. Like I'm like. I don't think people realize how big this this freaking dude is until they're you're around him. Oh Man. yeah, but he's like like a, a statue. Like OJ Howard is a guy that has a stature where you're like, damn, OJ. Like OJ's tall, big, broad shoulders. Cam is like that, like massive legs. Like I'm not trying to glaze a dude, but I'm just saying, like this dude is a freak athlete, man. Yeah. And uh, right. yeah, I mean he ragged all that one guy. And, yeah, he, I mean he never threw a punch. I mean, listen, he was trying to get the dudes off of him. So. Here's my thing about Cam Newton and this situation with the 707, okay? The problem is, one, it starts at the top with these men, and we've seen it even in Pop Warner. We got people fighting. We got coaches fighting each other. We got coaches disragging the athletes who are young kids. We got coaches, you know, then we got fans out the stands shooting. Pop Warner. Now and we got Cam Newton 707. Right, and, and Cam has been doing this for years, going back in these communities, creating a platform to showcase athletes from different kind of communities. A lot of them black, right? And my problem is, it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing that one, as you said, how they talked to Cam Newton, the disrespect. Oh, that guy, you know, NFL guy that can't throw. Hello, dude. The man won a, a, you know, a Heisman Trophy. The man won a national championship. The man won Rookie of the Year. Can I remind you, he won NFL Most Valuable Player. Can I remind <laughs> you, he did take his team to the Super Bowl, NFC Champions, right? Can I remind you, one of the best running athletic quarterbacks we've ever seen in the history of the game. Can I remind you, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer at some point during this, 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 this life, right? But he goes back, he create, uses his platform, Right? And, and, and you got kids. I mean, a few years back, I remember the video. The kids basically call them a scrub. That you know, now his comeback is about the money. This, who, but my point is this. Kids are different. But it's coming out of the black community. Mm. Do you think Peyton Manning? Do you think Eli Manning? When they do the Manning Academy, do they have people out there going at it? They competing, but they ain't, they ain't disrespecting. They ain't fighting. Mm. It's coming out of the black community, and to me, it's embarrassing to the community, to another African-American man that uses what God has blessed him to do to build a platform. And one, your coaches and these people out here who never play the game at that high of a level that's full of hate and want to disrespect this man. Yep. So if I'm Cam Newton, I'm not doing it anymore. Because what people are laughing about and retweeting and quote tweeting could have been something where somebody had some been packing heat, which I wouldn't have been shocked if gunshots would have been fired. And all them people, somebody could got killed or hurt, things remember, like that. Remember Akeem Tlaib? Remember uh, his brother? Yeah. Man, he's in, he's in jail right now for murder at a, a kids football game. At a kids thing. football game. I mean, so my point is this: it's embarrassing. Yep. And nobody want to talk about that, but they want to tweet about it and make fun and laugh and throwing this, and which makes me mad because you want to sit here and talk about these young kids. Well, who are they looking up to? 
These coaches out here who running around with their backpacks and joggers and Jordan zone, and then like they they are the best coach to slice bread and, and and clapping about winning a stupid seven on seven that means crap. No pass rush. You can sit there and throw the ball. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do is practice. I mean, this is a hit to the community. When I mean, I'm reminded of Nipsey Nipsey Russell. I'm saying that Nipsey right. Hustle. Hustle, yeah. right, and putting stores in this community. He gets killed in this community. Mm. I mean, what the freak? I mean, so that, that, that's, this makes me think of this types of stuff that Cam Newton, who is still a large name, who was one of the greatest college football players, say what you want to about Auburn, say what you want to about his daddy cheating, all the stuff you want to say, but the dude had a phenomenal career. Right. And you can say what you want to by his throwing. Well, how many people has won the NFL Most Valuable Player? How many people has won the NFL rook, uh, you know, Offensive Rookie of the Year? How many people has won a freaking Heisman? So say what you want to. Those are the receipts, bro. Mm. And you got these trash people out here on Twitter and social media like like they're Vince Lombardi. <laughs> I mean, give well, me a freaking I'm, I'm, break. Glad, I'm glad you said it because like, I can't say it. I'm 54% white, so I can't do that. I did, I did my 23 of me. No, I don't even no, matter. No, the point got, is, no, I, it's I embarrassing to the that. black community. It is. I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you brought we it up. You got dudes out here that probably coming from single parent homes. Let's just be real. Yeah. With these young cats out here and think they can talk any kind of way. There's no discipline. That's the very thing Great. that you're going to need in college. That's why I don't anoint any of these recruits or anybody. Y'all laugh and say I'm mean and all. But the fact fact is, this is what's happening. This is the world we're living in, and we're giving all these kids all this crazy hype, and we think, and, and people think, and they think they have arrived before they even arrived, and that's why I don't do it. It's culture Earn issue, it man. first. You said it. It's a culture issue. Like I said, I, I didn't want to be the one to say it. You said it, but but that that's the important thing, though, is, is people. Look, I hate to say, it, but black folks just got to be honest. Like you got to be straight up. It's a culture issue, just like the music, everything else. So you're glorifying these things, and then you wonder why these things keep happening. I don't know. I ain't trying to get too deep say in that. You want to. Mad at me like I, I gotta like, say, I, I do it. I, I don't, I don't I hold back. Do I keep it real. I say what I say. <laughs> I see it how I see it, whether you like it or not. That's just the way it is. Quick break. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. It's the sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team. Join us tomorrow as we bring D.C. D.C. Capstone Report into the conversation. We'll continue to build out the SWOT analysis of the 2024 Alabama football team. We'll also look at the big week in hoops for Alabama basketball. We'll have those conversations and more right here on your home for Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 74. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 58. Tomorrow, the warmest day so far this year, mostly cloudy with a few isolated showers, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. 
on a Monday. Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC with the home of Alabama Sports. Hope you're doing well on today. Got a few minutes before we hit the top of the hour break. The GOAT, the GOAT Tia wants to know, Christian, which young players caught your eye? She's like, you can tell us that. Golly. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say uh, a couple of those secondary guys, the young guys that are here. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into all names and stuff, but I'm just saying, yeah, the, the, I, I, I feel really good about those uh I mean, just like young the footwork players. or ball skills, like just uh, overall, just they seem to be mature in what they were doing. I was about to say a little bit of all of that, honestly. They, they, they. Number one, uh, I forgot who was what's his name. Don't use the name. No, no, but I'm just saying one of them. I mean, he's like these are for a DB man. He's got size, man. I'm just saying, like for a true freshman, and then just the the way they just they move around, like they they don't they don't to me they look a lot more mature. And I'm just saying these are guys that are supposed to still be in high school. So again, I'm not going into too much detail because like I, said, I, I just. I appreciate them just letting me go out. I mean, I, my fingerprint works. I go work out up there. Sometimes I hang out, go say hello, and just get His name is not that though. <laughs> She's not, but I met the new nah, nutritionist, and she was very sweet. Oh, you like her? Yeah, she was very sweet. Can yeah. she cook? Uh, I didn't go up there. Uh, actually, they were passing out meals. She didn't no. cook. It was Friday, so they just oh, they would get some bologna and cheese sandwiches. Oh no, it was uh, it was catered. It was from somewhere. Come on now, look, look. I know that we got to get back on our budget, uh, but but we, look, they still are doing nice catering. Um, no, she was that's what I'm saying, bro. I'll be honest. Every everybody that I've met so far has been uh, great, man. Like uh, you know, they've been really nice, respectful. So I have no complaints, and uh, I, I look forward to getting to know everybody. You know, even more. You know, as I you know, as spring ball comes up, I'll be out at practice and stuff, and. I might just go hang out there one t- one day during you know d- during the day and meet some more people, just kind of get familiar with everybody. Because again, I mean, you know, yeah, he welcomed all the former. You know, that's that's a good thing that well, he. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, I, look, I hate to say it like this, but I mean, one thing I do know is that, that they would never change that. Okay, and the reason I said, I'll give you an example. When Cock left, I know you hate when I call him Cock, but that's his freaking name. When Cock left, we because again, we used to always go. Like during the off season, all types of go train. Like I mean, double digit former players. Like we used to always be here. And when Cock was leaving, we were like, "Damn, where are we gonna go? Like this is gonna be weird." But I'll tell you right now, when Coach uh, Balu got there, we met him, and it was saying it was like cool. Like nothing changed. Like no, y'all are still good to come back whenever. So I kind of look at this, you know, in a very similar fashion. Obviously, I'm gonna be respectful because I know that you know they're newly hired. Like it's their program, quote unquote. But uh, from what every time I experience and I've met them, like there's like a mutual respect. Like they they respect former players. They understand that this place was built, you know, uh, in part due to the former players and the sacrifice that we made alongside all the coaches and support everything. Everything. So they're very respectful of that. And then I'm obviously very respectful of their space because I understand that it's now their role. Um, so so far, man, like I said, it's been great. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to meet more people. I, I will say this. Um, I sent you an article, and I don't think you ever responded to it. Now you probably didn't see it, or you probably just ain't wanna wanna dive into it. But um, I think it was Thursday, and it, it, it just so it was such a coincidence that I'm on Twitter and I see that right before it's a report that right before Kalen DeBoer was hired by Alabama, none other than South Carolina's head coach Shane Beamer had plans to travel to Seattle 
to visit with Kalen DeBoer. And I quote, this was Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer said this, just to kind of pick his brain because he's won wherever he's ever been at, at a high, high level. Never got your thoughts on that. You didn't text me back. You didn't say it on the show. Not surprised there. Just figured I'd circle back and just see if you had any thoughts on that. That y'all. How much head time coach, we got from top down break wise? We got, we got, we got three minutes. I mean, you can't run away from this one. I'm just, I mean, I'm saying like so. I mean, coaches do that all the time. Oh, see, I should have known an extra something. I mean, they do. Coaches reach out to other coaches. They go see them. They visit. They talk. And dude, you know, dude. why wouldn't even you, you're a young coach like Shane Beamer, right? And you see a guy like Kalen DeBoer who's had great success wherever he has been. Why wouldn't you want to talk to him? I guess. What I mean, I'm that, I tell people it, it, all the time: it, 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 if you want to win, then hang around winning people. You want to be successful, then hang around successful people and and get from them. You don't want to get stuff from the coaches that Cam Newton seven on sevens. Obviously, <laughs> you want to go. You want to go to a coach that's that's been successful. So if I'm right. Shane Beamer, yeah, I mean, you're at Washington where you, you won at Fresno State. You won at, at in, a, in the AI, which I still this or whatever. But thing is, like, listen. Smart. That's a smart thing for him to do. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, not, I'm not knocking him for doing that. That, that everything. Yeah, but I mean, right. you want me to praise Kalen LeBron? No, 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 no. We we know that's not going to happen. No, what what I'm saying is, it seems like he's giving Coach DeBoer a little more credit for his his pad. Of course Vers- he is. I'm saying, I mean, you know, versus yeah. your low, you know, oh well, I don't count this in the, like, the man has won. Listen, right. the man has won. But I am not turning cartwheels yet. You got to do it a little bit longer for me. I'm not. I'm not the, the knee jerk reaction guy. I'm not the guy that's. Uh, again, no, 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 I look, we know. I'm just. I just mess with you. Right. Even got to I don't. I don't door. think that he's a bad coach at all. I think he's a really good coach. But I know the difficulty that that's in front of him. I know the difficulty of the SEC. I know what the difference is going to be without Nick Saban to go. And I don't want to steal from. What he has accomplished is to think anybody can just walk in here and it's going to be the same result. I don't see that happening. That's just my opinion. Now, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that he says, you know what, Corey, you're dumb. And, man, I went everywhere at a high clip. I would be glad and pressed to be like saying no, I was. No, I didn't mean for you to explain. I already know. I already know. I just give you the thing is, I, like, thought it, I thought it was but, funny. I was like, how ironic. That is, I, I did see that. Beamer was going to go that. visit with uh, none other than Kalen. Well, Boy, he didn't visit, so, but he's close enough. So maybe, you know, hey, get in this new nice Denali, Yukon Denali, drive down here, or that Gamecock plane, that, that twin jet, you know, 30, 40 minutes. He could be down there in Tuscaloosa and uh, hanging out with Kalen the board. That would be great. And then come down here and beat him in October. Oh, but back to cut it out. Dude. You're delusional. You must not have had your coffee this morning. Yeah, a lot of coffee. And maybe, lot of maybe too much. That ain't happening. Wait, with who? Who's y'all's quarterback going to be? Robbie Ashford? You see what Robbie Ashford did for the Alabama defense the last couple of times he played? Bro, come on, man. Really? He put that smoke on him, but he won't be. He's a backup. We got uh, he got a W. To North Sellers right well, here no, in South Carolina. No, we we got a w. He got an L put on. I should say he's got. He wears goggles. He's six three. He's built like Cam. Who? A little shorter. Our, our new quarterback. He's from Wilson High School in Florence, South Carolina. He's a true. Look freshman. him up. He's a red shirt. Well, sophomore. He did play some. But the dude got a rocket on him, runs a 4 three forty. he's 235, and they got big plans for him. Now, I'm just trying to tell you, be slow, be slow to speak, quick to listen. That's biblical. <laughs> One hour in the books. We'll come back. We're going to talk about the combine. 
Oh, God. I ain't going to be saying nice thing about that, but I remember I got 10 guys. So we'll talk about that on the flip. Back in a moment. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and screening on the Tide 100.9 app. Did you know? The Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Ryan Fenley. We could be seeing Chris Paul back on the court soon. The Warriors guard, who has been out since January 5th with a fractured hand, is listed as available to return for Tuesday's game against the Wizards. The Clippers revealing a new logo that they will implement into the team fold going into next season when they debut in their own arena, which is close to finishing up. The Intuit Dome is what they're calling it. The insignia is a head-on look at the bow and it's got an outline of a ship. The Cincinnati Bengals are using the franchise tag on wide receiver T. Higgins. The Arizona Cardinals, on their official X account, put up a post in dedication to Kyler Murray being their franchise quarterback, as if to say there was no doubt that he would be moving forward. There were speculation rumors about the Cardinals going in another direction. Not to be. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Hour number two on the way here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM, WTBC 205, 342-9904 is the number for the program. Don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9 before we get into some combine down in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm so sick of coaches right now. Oh, you know, you're talking about Shane Beamer. But it's, uh, I meant to hit this the other day, but but guys, Wyatt Christian. I mean, South Carolina, James Coley came from Texas A&M, and we were talking about the staff when I did the grade thing, and and this is a guy I thought was a really good coach. He came here from A&M. He's been an office coordinator. I thought he was a guy that, they, you know, you bring him on staff, and then the OC don't work out, you know, who's kind of on the ropes here at South Carolina. Um, <laughs> this guy could fit right in well. Just the other day, he ain't been here a month. He leaves. Now he goes, takes the, the wide receiver job at Georgia. Mm. Um, you just went to bat for this guy, man. I, just right, and then, you know, Sean Elliott, who left Georgia State, head coach, kind of like the two head coaches we got, one South Alabama, one Buffalo at the time. They, they, he's leaving South Alabama. He's coming to South Carolina, which I feel horribly for these players that they had to cancel uh, spring practice in the spring game because the head coach leaves. He goes to South Carolina and becomes a tight ends coach. So now another job opening. And Georgia has some, and they're filling those, too. I think they had a coach that went to take the job at Georgia State from Georgia. So it is like, man, musical chairs, and we sit here and blast players, right? A lot of you, Christian, and others, not you so much, but others blasted Alabama players for leaving. You know, Nye Black, Isaiah Bond, Caleb Down, Julian Sang, I mean, everybody. I know you didn't, but, you know, about these guys leaving, which they had reason to leave because their coach left. But we got coaches. I mean, look what happened to Alabama. I mean, 
and you got Grub, you got Inge, you got Huff. I mean, these are Caleb Down guys that didn't even get the chance to coach. Right. And they out of 5,000 on the program. I mean, mm. this stuff right here is, again, when I talked about the other day doing these things, what happened to college football, the, all these things are going to be a part of what I do because this is senseless and it, it's terrible. It's horrible. How can you trust the coach? How can you trust the guy that comes in your living room and tell you he's going to be there, tell you how great you are, tell you all this stuff, all the plans they have for you, blah, 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 blah. You can't. But that's why when I was there, I always said don't commit to a coach, you commit to a school. And it, it, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. I mean, coaches left back, I say back then, but now I think about it, technically it's been 10 years since I got to Tuscaloosa, so it, it kind of is back then. But coaches were leaving at you know, at that time, just not in the same capacity as it is now. Right, not, so nothing like now. No, nothing like now. I mean, so, I mean, I, I do feel for players, but at the same time, man, like, you know, you, you got to expect that. Now, and I will say my perspective has changed on players kind of leaving, and, and that's one of the main reasons. The other the other reason is, I hate to say it like this, but I've also learned, just even as a former player myself, like, it, it's, it's, it's different overall in terms of just how things work, right? Even like, I hate to say it like this, but I feel like they used to like really praise the guys that, that stuck around and like waited it out and those guys were respected, you know what I'm saying, to a certain extent. I'll be honest with you, I feel like there's not as much significance on that. I feel like now, with especially with transfer portal and all type of stuff, even fan bases just kind of have that mindset of like they just want the next new thing, the next shiny thing. And so my perspective's kind of changed where it's like just like you told me that one time, like man like they care about you until they don't. And there's been situations where I'm not going to lie, I felt kind of like I've been kind of just I wouldn't say disrespected, but just I, I felt like I didn't necessarily I don't know, get the treatment that I thought I would get for, you know, doing things the right way being respectful. I mean, I've had people completely blow me off as it, you know what I'm saying like when I was playing they acted one way then I asked them about doing something working on some business stuff and then they just blow me off maybe because I'm not actively playing anymore I don't know but all I, all I'm saying is my perspective since some of that stuff has changed because now I'm like well damn I mean it's not it's not as sweet as I thought it was I don't blame these guys for for taking advantage of opportunities they got now because you don't know how it's going to go when you're done playing and I'm not saying everybody's like that and, I, and most of it's not but you just realize that it changes a lot when you're you're not that current guy. You know what I mean? And so I don't blame guys for taking advantage of like. Cause I mean, if I could go back, I'm not gonna lie. Originally, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna stick here. You know, and I still probably would do that. But knowing what I know now, I mean, uh, I wouldn't. I probably would at least entertain some stuff and I'm not mad at guys that that do that because now that you talk about the way these coaches are in and out especially what I've experienced with the coach staff here like how many I mean why would probably know how many coaches did we have get hired than leave here at Alabama in the past like since you know coach Saban retired I mean Grub, Huff, Grubb, and, Huff and, and, I, think and it's, I think it's just those just three. those three but that's still three there was, that's there was a, talks about Sheridan and Shepard if they didn't get promoted too that they might have. So still, I mean, that's three coaches that were here for just a few weeks then left. And that's just at this school. So, I mean, you can't really get mad at players. I mean, these guys just had three <laughs> three coaches they had for only, what, three weeks, three and a half weeks? 
And then you said that how long was the guy in South Carolina? He was there, what, a month? Yeah, not even. Wow. I mean, I mean he didn't get no plays. I think he probably was staying at the Red Roof Inn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I don't know how you expect the kid to, to when you commit and then, you know, you're talking about a program. I get the office coordinator still in place. So you get, you're probably going to say, well, it don't really matter. But, but I'm just saying, I mean, I always said you commit to the school, not the coach, because coaches leave. But we know, especially now, when I played, yes, late 80s through 90, you could commit to the school because you love the school. Nobody transferred, really. Nobody left. Right. Like, we have these long-lasting relationships with, with players. I mean, that we, we were there four and five years together, right? Now... It's not, it's not like that. I mean, players leave, coaches leave, there's no uh, player-fan relationships anymore that's built and that's long-standing. I mean, and nobody's committed to your school as great as Alabama and other schools are in South Carolina. They don't care about that. They don't care. Coaches don't care. Coaches are looking for the, the, the next best thing. Everybody really is you know, being like, honest at this point. Yeah, I mean, so you go to say, you you out of a job at AM, big job at South Carolina, back in the SEC, good opportunity. But what happens when better opportunity comes at Georgia? When he was at Georgia before, to his credit, but he's out. He out at 5,000. But can you blame him, though? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I wait, ain't wait, mad wait, wait. at was him. He, was he all's coordinator or receivers coach? Receivers coach. Oh, so it's a lateral move. No, 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 I meant position, like, like for what he's coaching. Same position. He's going to coach receiver that Hell no, it's not lateral. No, that's what I was getting at is if it's a lateral from a position standpoint, why wouldn't he go to Georgia? No offense to y'all. I'm just saying, like, you can go to Georgia where you know you're going to be competing for national. Like, it's a guarantee pretty much you're competing for national championships. Not saying that I get all that. You're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, you're definitely going to get the playoffs. So, I mean, like, yeah. as a coach, you're not. Yeah, so, I mean, I hate to say that. The point is, though, if your kids and your coaches, right, so there's no more loyalty. There's no more trust. It doesn't matter, right, because kids are going to find the most money. They're going to find the best opportunity. Coaches are going to do that. And that's going to happen. I mean, we got... Two head coaches from uh, the group of five schools, Buffalo and South Alabama, at Alabama, that were head coaches and said, you know what, I'm out. Yeah, but to be a position me, coach. And I, I understand the whole thing. You make more money, they're making more money. Like well, I, think, I think it's a, the, the next step in their, their career as well. You got to think about it. Like, I, I, I believe Kane Womack, if he, you know. Yeah, but what about all them kids that he doesn't? Right, he'll what probably get kids? a chance to be a head coach at a, uh, uh, a bigger school next, right? Uh, all the kids at South Alabama. I mean, he was there several years, though. Like, I mean, what about me, the kids? What do you mean, what about the kids? He was at South Alabama for a couple years. It's not like he just got there then left. They'll be fine. They just hired Major Applewhite. What do you mean, what I about the kids? Head coaches leave. I don't, what do you mean, what about the kids? That's, that's what not, about, my point is, that nobody cares anymore. They don't care. So, so why is he supposed the to just care? stay there until he gets fired just for kids? That's not, when there's a better opportunity for him. I don't agree with that. And maybe maybe it's a better wrong. You you just saying it's better. You got to perform uh, to be better. 
Would you rather coach at South Alabama or the University of freaking Alabama? What are you talking about? What does that mean? Well, it depends on if I want to be a head coach. I'm going to ask you again. Would you rather coach at South Alabama or the University of Alabama? If I wanted to be a head coach, I would have stayed at South Alabama and proven myself so that I'll become a head coach at the next program. Why are you, why are you doing this right now, acting like you don't understand how things work? You know, coordinators get hired as head coaches all the time. If he, if he is a hell of a coordinator at Alabama, he's going to be just like all the other coordinators here, Jeremy Pruitt. And if he's a great head Kirby coach at South Alabama, he's going to be, he's going to get a head Mario coach. Mario Cristobal wasn't even a coordinator here. He's a head coach. You know how many group of five coaches become head coaches? Big time schools, a lot of them. So I mean, what's the difference? He might have felt that he was at his ceiling or something. Again, what do you mean? What's the difference, dude? South, no offense to South, South Alabama, or be a defensive coordinator for Alabama and compete for. I'll national be the head coach. I'd rather be the head coach. Your program, I your control players my will program. be so down. You just get on them all the time. Oh, my players will be playing so hard. They'll be respectful. They'll they'll do things the right way. They'll be prepared when football is over be so because ninety nine percent won't play after. They'll be able to go out and get them a nice job. They'd have no fun. They'd be bored. They have a lot of fun sad. because you know what we do? We'll be kicking a and taking names, and that's oh, what the fun is really? in winning. That's that's what they're gonna do. You said it. You said it. The little when that I coached, indoor, we kicked a and took names. And we we, we y'all got Charles' ass kicked one and seven. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you talking about Pop Warner? Yeah, how many times I lose? And what? Indoor? One in seven. Seven no. times. Answer uh, question. How many times I lose? How many times you lose when you're on my team? Dude, I was on your team in, like, elementary school. I don't remember that. You ain't lose. I, was, I never even – I played for you one year. What are you talking about? You ain't lose. And then I no, gave the job no. to the when other I guy. He didn't Scooby, lose. Rest in peace, Coach Scooby. We didn't lose. Right. Yeah. He didn't lose because he, he guess who did trained not who, you. Who, who trained him? Who did he what? work on? Dude, I gave were, him the job, you boy. Were you nuts, better recognize dude. I am Coach X and O. He ran the league. What are you talking about? You're you got you're trying to take credit for anything and everything, man. You're tripping, man. <laughs> Why are you gonna steal Coach Scooby's thunder, man? Let that man rest That's crazy. Coach Scooby, rest in peace as you said. Coach, That's I taught crazy. Coach Scooby how to coach football. He would, if he was living, he would tell you that, bro. And he worked with me. And when you can ask CJ, he'll tell you. And um, I gave him the team when I gave it up because the people complained because I was a former NFL player oh, and that we had an advantage and blah 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 blah. It was crying me a river, right? And all I did was teach fundamentals, 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 and discipline. And we waxed, waxed, and waxed. <laughs> that didn't so, translate to the indoor. Just saying. Well, indoor, you know, that's a money thing. We ain't have no money. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. Ray Buckner here. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 74. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 58. Tomorrow, the warmest day so far this year, mostly cloudy with a few isolated showers, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
Blues Edge to Tide 100.9. We're having some fun. Spring practice one week away. I guess all the fans are fired up and uh, excited about Kayla DeBoer being out on the football field. Seeing what this team is going to look like. It is kind of very interesting, the new look Tide. I mean, just not seeing Coach Saban on the sidelines is, is kind of scary to me. I mean... It's been so many years, just get used to that look. You get used to, you know, Cedric with his cup, not spilling his Gatorade or water or Jim Bean, whatever he got in the cup. I mean, it just, <laughs> you know, you just get used to that. So it will be different. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what um, what they will look like, you know, what this offense is going to look like with uh, Jalen Milrow, uh, who do you feel like it's going to have a big year. I'm a Jalen Miro fan, 100. And, you know, Kellen DeBoer is talking about, you know, catering this offense around his skill set. So I'm excited really to see what that's going to look like. And I think that's going to be very um, encouraging once we, we get a chance to see it with our own eyes. 205-342-9904. I'm going to ask you, though, Christian, did you see uh, uh, the court storming when Duke lost to Wake Forest? I saw the clips of it. Um, you're talking about the guy hurt his knee? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. anchor, whatever it was. Or whatever he did. Yeah, look, man, they got to find a way. And I remember we talked about that a year ago. I think I was talking with, uh, it might have been Lars and them. But, like, I mean, just trying to find ways to prohibit fans from storming fields, storming courts. Uh, just because, I mean, it always puts players in jeopardy, right, of getting hurt, getting caught up in a situation, right, of where their emotions get the best of them. Not say, I'm not making excuses for somebody making a, a rash or dumb decision. You know, you need to keep your emotions in check. But when you just lost a, a game, close game, and I mean, you, you were just the tempers flare, right? And you've got people running by, and I'm not trying to sound snarky, but like these little college kids that I mean, that are just spewing out all type of crap. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It can drive you nuts. I mean, and I've only had that crap happen to me once. And that was when we played Auburn in 2017 and we lost. I'm pretty sure they stormed the field, if I remember correctly. I remember watching these idiots jump and fall in the bushes trying to get on the field and stuff. But I I, I, I just, they got to find a way to protect players, man. It's because, I mean, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess I'm not really used to it because Alabama, never in my life have our fans stormed the field. And I didn't lose enough for that to even happen to me. But maybe, again, that only time was that Auburn game. I guess 2014, Ole Miss stormed the field, but I redshirted, so I wasn't on the road that week. But I don't know. I mean, what 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 do you think they need to do? Like, I mean, they already find the schools, and they have those type of disciplinary you know measures. But, I mean, is there anything else you think they should do? I mean, obviously, player safety is first when it comes to these situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about it? Kind of torn, to be honest with you. I mean, I understand the fans' passion and student yeah, section. Yeah, but they can celebrate from their um, seats, man. I mean, I get that, but it's <laughs> you like, know I mean? you know, just they're trying to almost, I right, put down a net, you know, like some people, they got a net where they can't get on the field or, I don't know, like, you know, give them a five-minute bubble let them shake hands, you know, then you take away from you know, coaches and players and their friends taking, and now they take pictures or whatever they're doing with that crap. I don't know. I don't know if there is a right or wrong. 
I think the fact that a guy from Duke got hurt, Caitlin Clark just got waxed, you know, when, when somebody beat Iowa women's basketball, now they're going to pay attention to it. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's pretty cool when you see it on ESPN. And so you, you, you're saying a, you're entertained by fans? I'm not. No, you just said I you mean, think it's pretty cool. No, I mean, I think it's cool to see it on ESPN, but... But that's after the fact when players, are, everybody's off the field and you go and you see a basketball court that's got, you know, 2,000 people out there crammed or a football field that's got, you know, 5,000, whatever it is, students. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like it. I don't like it at all, but I do understand from a student perspective and how important they are to the game as a fan and going out there celebrating. Uh, Bro, you can celebrate from your seat. I like. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's exciting, and there. But dude, it's called controlling yourself, right? I mean, like, I'm not trying to look. I'm not trying to sound like oh, taking the fun out of it. But the fact is, they they don't need to be on the field, right? Like, there's a reason. There's a rule in place. They don't need to be on the field. They don't need to be putting people in jeopardy of getting hurt, right? Like, and maybe I have a different perspective because I've I've never. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I just until now, I mean, I haven't really ever been like a fan in that sense of like, you know what I'm saying, just buying a ticket going to games. Like, I mean, it was either like just going and watch my brother's games or I was always the athlete. And even now, like when I just go, like I'm just chilling. Like, like I'll be honest, you're not going to see me like cheering or John. I don't do it. I mean, I'm just kind of like watching sports. So it's different to me. I don't understand that. But I just, I feel that you got to protect the athletes, right? And when you have, first of all, I mean, you got to protect everybody, really, because, I mean, you're talking about if it's too big of a, a storm. I mean, people get trampled. I mean, we've, I've heard about stuff like that as well. Um, and I'm sure people are going to think I'm no fun. I'm sure people like, like doing that stuff. I just personally, I, I don't I don't think it's necessary. I think you can mosh pit and do all that crap as much as you want in the, in the seats, wherever you're sitting. Just don't bring that. And I'm just saying, because I'll be honest, like when they did that crap at Auburn, right, like it just it's just too much can go wrong. Like you, you saw Jermaine Burton get caught up in a situation. And I'm not I'm not saying what he did. he was if he in fact hit somebody, I can't I mean I don't really know exactly what it was, but then he's wrong. But I'm just telling you when you just lost a freaking game, you know as an athlete, I mean how how tempers flare, you I mean you just you're how emotional you are, you're losing. And then imagine some frat bo- frat boy running by you and yelling like yeah, F you, MFR, you suck, like talking crazy. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. It takes a lot of restraint not to respond or retaliate. Some some idiot that's drunk spewing out stuff. I mean, I mean, you'd be shocked. I'm telling you, man, it's, people just don't respect folks nowadays. So I just think, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not for all the storming. I don't know how you stop it. I mean, the fines don't work. There's already a security and stuff. That obviously don't really work. So I don't know what to do. Just now, I'm not a fan of it personally. Well, I think what you do, you tell the players when you know you're going to lose a game, run to the locker room. Don't shake hands. Get off the court. Get off the field. And, okay, and have, have an easy exit plan for the athletes to get out of there. Or because they that's just set a timer like, hey, fans, we know you're about to storm it. Like, no, I think, you know, you, you start heading down. To and get off or out of, out of the way. The other thing is with football, there's a lot of equipment. Like, I remember, like, our equipment guys, like they literally have like plans. I'm pretty sure, like when that crap happens, because you got to think they have to pick up all the helmets and stuff that guys might have just set down or out of frustration left behind. They have to get that crap, or, or people are going to steal it. 
that's what I'm like football. So it's different. It's a it's a big mess, man. Like it's just too much. So I'm saying like celebrate, act wild, just sit your tail in the freaking seat and do it. Like you don't need to be on the court or the field. I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure I'm like a Debbie Downer right now. I'm taking after you right now. But I'm just saying, like, protect the players. All right. Time out. Back in a moment. Tune in to Tom. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. be discontinued. Here's what athletics director Greg (laughs) Burns said. He said he believes that uh, forfeits, if if they court storm, you forfeit the game. That will stop it. He said you have two kids run out there? No. But when you have a sustained rush like what just happened the other day against uh, Wake and Duke ball game, you lose the game. That will get people to stop rushing the floor. That's Alabama's AD, Greg Byrne. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. Like I said, I mean, I think you need to put some some more extensive measures in there to deter people from doing that. And maybe that forfeiting the game is huge. I'm sure the school will figure out a way uh, to keep people off the courts or field. Let's see what Tommy thinks. Tommy's been waiting for a long time. So I'm sorry. Well, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't do the phone no, call. No, you're fine. Tommy, you still with us? Yes, I am. Tommy, Sorry, Tommy you deserve a gold star. Blame for me. That is totally on me. That is blame for They don't blame tell me, me about the phones. That was me. Well, after y'all got talking about grilled cheese bologna sandwich, kind of lost me for about 10 minutes. I'm like, grilled cheese bologna? For you think? I'm like, that might sound pretty good right now. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you <laughs> never had one of those grilled cheese and throwing some What you know about a bologna sandwich? Yeah, but you know that getting to be high meat. I thought you might be just give him olives and a rich cracker. I didn't know what your budget was. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> uh, or tuna fish. Oh no, oh, never mind. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, me talking about storming the coat. Okay, I'm old. I'm old and buff. You and uh, I'm going to say this. Something got to be done. I I couldn't tell my story what happened to me as a ten year old. In 1972, I went to Knoxville. Alabama came back in the last three minutes of the ball game to score two touchdowns to beat Tennessee 17. Them fans went nuts. I'm going to be honest with you, Tristan. I didn't think I was going to ever see my mother again. I got spit on. I got crap on. I got hit with apples, oranges, you name it. We tried to escape. Some drunk Tennessee fan, grandma, uncle, punched him and my other cousin. And I'm like, and my uncle said, don't you tell your mother about this. You'll never go to another football game, especially here in Knoxville. And you know what? I waited 10 years before I went to Knoxville again. And guess what happened? They finally beat Alabama. And I watched them turn cars over and set them on fire. And they was having the world fair. I said, you know what? I'm never coming back here again. And so far, mm. I have kept that promise. And mm. no, they shouldn't be allowed because... It's the player responsibility. All right, let's go back to 22. I'm going to harp on Tennessee. What they did to Kerry Goose, I don't know thing, but they all fussed about Burton pushing the Tennessee co Well, he would cuss. 
he was spit at. He had crap thrown at him. That should not have been allowed on the field. They should have been on the field in the first place. You got to protect the player, the coaches, and the staff. Because you know what the other team will do? A drinking fraternity boys will tear up equipment of the other school. I get souvenirs. Well, oh, I got this. I got this. You know. In 1982, I was at the Army game. They beat our mom the first time in nine years. They tore the gold post down. And they was whirling that thing like a baton, honey. Somebody like that got hit in the shoulder and broke him. Like they killed him. Just stupidity like that. No. If you catch two kids running across the court and that's it, guess what? Threaten them or say, you're going to be suspended or you're going to be fined $25,000. You know what? Mom and dad is not going to be happy that Junior and Junior is cutting up. I'm paying you your education. No, it's going to take fines and like a forfeited game or suspension of the student from the university. I mean, it's got to be stiff because somebody is going to get killed when they think are really hurt. I agree with that. I mean, I, I like what Greg Burns said, though. I'd, you know, if you got a forfeited game, then the school's going to take some type of protective measure so they can't get on the said field or court, right? <laughs> it's going to be a net or they're going to be something. Because you're going to get students get drunk, they get lit up now, they're going to be silly, especially with football. Uh, probably yeah. more so than basketball. But like, uh, all right, what happened in Tennessee? They forfeit the game. Guess what? For the next, when they host again, when they're like, Alabama was supposed to go up there this year, if they storm the thing, do it again. Guess what? Y'all got to go to Tuscaloosa for three years in a row, or four years. Hurt them financially. That is a punishment. Find them still even more. $100,000, really. You got to be sick. I mean, be more. Make it in a million. I'm being tough. It's just, like I said, what's the price of somebody's career getting injured or maimed, or more or less somebody getting killed? Just because of stupidity. I'm all about I'm all about the forfeit because I think that now that right there. I mean, think about that Alabama Tennessee game two years ago, whenever that was, they storm. Now Alabama gets that win, then the college football playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How cool would that be? All right, what Tristan? What do you remember the Tennessee this year game in Tuscaloosa after we won? Or two minutes left in the game, we knew we had. And what, what year? This year, when we beat them, we got our revenge home. You know, you know that one year of hell we had to listen to the Tennessee fans. Right. What did you see after the game? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I just saw the coaches shake hands, a couple players shook hands, and then we went in the locker room. <laughs> That's right. But you know what the most beautiful thing was? The fans did break one rule. There was a haze going across the football field with all the Alabama fans lighting the victory cigars you're not supposed to smoke in Brighton, David Stadium. That's kind of disobedient I want to see. Nobody got hurt. My sinuses might got screwed up for three days, but, you know, that's a small price for people. <laughs> you just saw that little smoky haze going across, and it helped my good friend at the cigar man to make sales. So it was all good, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that, that tradition is. Uh, I've, I've taken part of lighting cigars in uh, Bryant Denny Stadium before. I must admit, Tommy. Well, so have I. I mean, you know, you see signs everywhere. 
no smoking on university premises, but you saw that haze or that cloud. I call it a victory cloud going across the field. Yeah, so yeah but nobody's getting hurt from that, right? That's a good that's thing. That's right. No. Yeah, that's that's I like the tradition. Let me ask you this, Tommy, because I was driving in my car okay. Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I heard you call Fowler. Yeah, uh oh, I'm in trouble, I guess. And I heard you go off. I was like, Did this Tommy from Romulus or Tommy from Angerville? Because bro, you put somebody in their place. I don't know who it was. I just heard you call him um call him some names and well, no, I told them I wish them a good weekend. They could suck eggs. All I care, you know. <laughs> what I said. No, uh, all right. Let me. I'll tell you the quick story. I know you're running out of time. All right. I'm Tommy Joe's show. Other show the same. Well, back two. It'll be three years this coming January. We're sitting in the hunting club. It was raining, miserable. Ron Fowler was off, and they had fine bomb on. And people have accused me of calling the show before. I went. I've never called it. To my best, I'll buy you a steak dinner if you can get on. I said, how long do I got? I said, his show is only an hour 45 minutes left. I mean, he nationwide. I'm never going to get on. You got the whole month. I went, okay. Well, I dialed the number. Nothing happened. Busy, busy. Well, about 45 minutes left, I tried again. Well, I got a ring. They picked up. I got on. And um, I told them who I was, Tommy from Ramos, the thing. And the guy said, where the hell is Romulus? Just like that. I'm like, is it Alabama? Oh, he said, well, how you spell it? Oh, I went, he said, where's Romulus at? I said, in Alabama. He said, you're Tommy from Alabama. And they put my name on the screen up there behind my mom's head and face. Tommy from Alabama. <laughs> well, I told my thing, well, I just, you know. Well, the next day, I got a call. Well, Tommy, too, Tommy, he's Ron Fowler. This guy from Georgia called named Nick. I called himself by my Nick. And just ripped me. And Ron said, you being just, I said, oh, no, Ron, I've always been true to you. Well, I got people saying, you call me? I said, yeah. I called Gary Harris' show. I called John, well, John wasn't on it, but I called Matt and then when it was in I called everybody's show. I called Martin Easton when I was up at 6 o'clock. I'm like, I listen to sports, and I like talking sports. I said, listen. Well, this guy have called me names, and one thing, and the like the Tennessee game, one caller called me a Fairweather fan because I picked Tennessee. I had my friends up in Nashville. They was mad and said, man, we going to lose to them, sucker. I'm going to have to lose to that crowd for a year. Well, all this. I won my stake on the story. And this job player called me a damn liar. And that kind of love perturbed me a great deal. And he jump on, jump on. And he got heavy Thursday and again on Friday. He called me right? I'm like, Police, I'm not a drunk. And he can make comment about women. And he has like he drunk and all this and all this. And oh, he bragged about how he built this other show. And I just went into him. And I've got two or three people have told me that you need to turn the other cheek. I said, this cheek is getting sap, okay? I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I just want to talk sports. I don't want to be the fine bomb show. I told Ryan Fowler. I don't want to be Ryan Fowler's show. I mean, five months. I don't want Alabama fans to rip each other. No, you got these callers come in like, well, let's have a contest to see the best caller is on the show. And you give them a trophy. I'm like, I call you so because y'all have taught me about X's and O's. More football. I never played college football. 
I know I'm an armchair quarterback. I'm limited on my knowledge. Y'all have swayed it and played college and professional football. I want your point of view. I want to learn the game better so I can be an informed fan. I don't want to sound like a moron. Well, hey, Paul, this is going home from Utah, Alabama. Auburn sucks. Alabama's like you sound like a two-bit redneck and don't have you put the black teeth in your head. I hate that. All right. We got to get a break. I love it, though. I love the fun. You tell me. No, you've been perfect. I love it. Appreciate you. There he is. Tommy from Romulus, Alabama. We'll be back in a moment. This is Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 74. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 58. Tomorrow, the warmest day so far this year, mostly cloudy with a few isolated showers, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Segment of uh, the Money Edition. The Middle's Edge Tide 100.9 130 AM. WTBC Query Miller, Christian Miller, my man. Why? Let's take a phone call. And I think we do have an app message. Try to knock those out before we get to the top of the hour. Cameron, you're up next. Go right ahead. Christian, I've been on hold since Friday afternoon. Is it my turn to speak yet? <laughs> 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 it is your turn. I think you were waiting about 20 minutes or so. So that, No, that dude, it's 30, all good. I just, third of the time I just, that, uh, <laughs> that Tommy I just waited, had to throw so. something on you, man. Hey, I really appreciate y'all going longer, man. Oh. Y'all were never long enough, and this this is beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing. Hey, I got a question for you. Y'all probably don't know the answer to, but you got me thinking. The security detail that Saban had, what was it two state troopers, maybe three or four? I don't remember. Two. All right. How many people usually rush the field if they're going to rush the field? Give or take a couple thousand. Two to five thousand, depending on the okay. stadium. Yeah. So my 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 thought was because every time and it wasn't often we got rushed on, and you saw these guys and Zabin have that look in his face like, oh lord, here comes a wave of drunks. <laughs> you know what? What would their what would their instructors have been if those two gentlemen got overwhelmed and someone was just beating the living tarnations out of Saban, would it have been yeah. uh, something I don't want to really think very, about? Very. Would they pull out that revolver? Would they... Are there instructions mm. on... See, that's what... If something's going to knock on wood. But what happens if someone rushes the field and an old older coach just gets a, a broken neck or just trampled on? There's two, those two gentlemen are pretty big, but 2,000 people, they each got two arms. And probably ten in the magazine. I don't know, but yeah. I don't think about that. It's the, it's when somebody gets like Tommy said. When someone gets killed, if if you're beating the stuffing out of Saban, and those guys are pinned by thousands, I mean, what do you do? Do uh, then I think you just got to cover them. I mean, you got to cover them and and rush them to that nearest exit. You know. And well, that's he always probably... the first priority. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Any, they, I, I, I remember, you know, vividly, if there's any chance of there being heavy traffic or, or he's kind of in jeopardy of being consumed, 
in any situation, not just storm the field, whatever it is. I'm telling you right now, man, his security detail, those troopers, I know them both personally, they, their job is to make sure he's getting to safety. So they'll, they'll find a way. They, they're always anticipating stuff. But yeah, well, hopefully they wouldn't, have to, they wouldn't have to resort to the last ditch. Which the old Billy stick right. might be a problem, you know what I mean? He might, <laughs> he might have cracked that oh, Billy no. stick. <laughs> I got a question about um, something I was thinking about last week. Mm-hmm. Does does recruiting even matter anymore with the NIL? That's a great question. I don't think I so. I mean, think about it. I, I don't think if, so. If you got this gentleman out of high school who was the best thing since sliced bread when, with zero competition, I mean, how many five stars did we flake on or did Saban – kind of do a miss on not many but there were some right so what does it have to do so what if i just wait and don't if i don't recruit that well but i just wait till next year and i just go picking out of the transport portal if you miss on a guy yeah pretty much you miss on a guy and don't sweat it we'll try again next year to get him out of the portal like so i mean it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't even matter if he's a good recruiter anymore, does it? I mean, what's it going to look like in five years? How big is the checkbook? How big is is Jay Alabama? (laughs) And And can we we compete with the Texas oil money, the Notre Dame money? We don't have that much money in Alabama. We got money, but we don't have that oil money. Well, luckily, the fan base stretches way past. No no offense to Alabama, but luckily we have people in roots all over the place. So I'd imagine a lot of supporters are probably coming from out of the state as well. Cam, we got to make room for Ryan, Ryan Fowler. I'm sorry we, hey, we're man. so limited, you tell, but please you tell call the pastor back, to get Tell the pastor to get excited. It's Alabama football. I don't care if it's practice or a commercial. It's Alabama, Alabama football. football. Let's go, baby. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Call back again soon, man. That was good, man. I appreciate it, Cam. Real quick before we get out of here, got to remind everybody about our sponsors, the Good Feet Store, who make this thing happen. Again, if you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, go check them out right now in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. You will not be disappointed. Just try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. You can wear them for going to the grocery store. I do a lot of running and walking. I always have them in my shoes. Those inserts, they're designed to eliminate and alleviate pain. So check them out now. Again, that's the Good Feet Store in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Or you can always go to goodfeet.com and schedule an appointment and find the nearest location to you. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. All right, we got to get out of here. Christian Miller for the Pastor of Pain. It's been a fun one. Next up, the game with Ryan Fowler right here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Everybody loves Taco Cop.